Good morning, everyone. As you know, last night, uh, Leader Schumer and I had a very productive meeting uh, with President Trump, uh, where we agreed to plan to a plan uh, to work out an agreement to protect our nation's dreamers from deportation. Uh, we insisted that the Bipartisan Dream Act, the one in introduced by Congresswoman Lucille Allard, would be the basis for the protection and that we would review border security measures uh, that do not include building a wall uh, as, as we go forward. We also urge, the pre in another subject, we urge the president to make permanent the cost-sharing reduction payments under the Affordable Care Act. Uh, earlier in the day, Leader Hoyer and I, along with the chairs of the Tri-Caucus, that would be the uh, the Hispanic Caucus, the Asian Pacific American Caucus, uh, and the Congressional Black Caucus. Did I say that one already? Asian Pacific, Hispanic, and, and uh, Black. We had a very good meeting with the Speaker in which we agreed uh, to move forward to try to uh, put the uh, DREAM Act on the floor as soon as possible. He, too, uh, wanted to see some border uh, initiatives, which we said we would look into. We uh, suggested to him and to the White House that McCall-Thompson border security package that unanimously passed the Homeland Security Committee. Uh, any uh, solution to the challenges facing the DREAMers must include the Bipartisan DREAM Act, as I said, sponsored by Lucille Rumble Allard. As you know, I think you must be aware, the faith community, the business community uh, have implored Congress to pass the DREAM Act, uh, and the American people, Democrats, Republicans, and independents uh, support action. Seventy-six percent of Americans support citizenship or uh, permanent status, over, well over 50 percent citizenship for the DREAMers, with only 15 percent backing deportation. Sixty-nine percent of Republicans back either citizenship or per permanent status versus 24 percent of Republicans who support deportation. So this is, this is about not just the young people. That would be justification enough to do this. This is about who we are as Americans, and it's pretty exciting that so many people are rallying uh, to the dreamers. Our American values, our faith, and our basic human decency demand that we pass the DREAM Act and prevent the senseless deportation of hundreds of thousands of patriotic young Americans. Hopefully Congress, well, hopefully, we're more than hoping we're working for Congress uh, to get this done soon. Later today, House and Senate Democrats will also unveil the newest our newest litigation uh, in a, for child care for working families uh, called the Child Care for Working Families Act uh, as part of our better deal. Uh, it's a bold solution to close the gap to access in affordable, quality child care and early education. It is a bill to put children on the path to success tomorrow and parents on the path to bitter paycheck, bigger paychecks today. Children learning, parents earning. That's our, our mantra. And again, a better deal means better jobs and uh, creating better jobs, raising incomes for American workers, lowering costs lowering cost uh, for American families, and giving every American the tools to succeed in the 21st century. This falls into the lowering cost uh, category. Democrats will continue to advance and expand on our better deal, better jobs, better pay, better future. Any questions? Leader Pelosi. Yes, sir. Thank you. Just, can you help us clear up some things since you were actually there last night? Um, 
regarding the details of this. Um, when they say, when you guys say that the DREAM Act is the basis of what's going to be involved in this, as, as, as you say. understand it, that would include a pathway to citizenship for these that, That's in the DREAM Act. It's yes. a long path. And it's right. like a 15-year path. And this is an earned path. In other words, in, in the DREAM Act, it's about serving in the military or... Being employed or being in school for a period of time. So it's an earned path, but it's a long road. And then two other quick things. Would this agreement have to include, in your view, cuts to legal immigration? Something along the lines of that. This is not about that. This is about DACA. This is about protecting it. We would love to engage further in a conversation about comprehensive immigration reform, but that's not what this is about. Thank you. Just to be clear, uh, it's your understanding that the president does support a pathway to citizenship, and you have no doubt that you and the president are on the same page here. Well, we we, we agreed on our path, which is uh, uh, our insistence in every conversation with the speaker, with the president, or uh, with the, uh, the dreamers that it will be. Uh, the DREAM Act, sponsored by Congresswoman Lucille Wardwell Allard, which will, on September 25th or 6th, morph into a bill by Congresswoman, uh, the chairwoman of the Hispanic Caucus, Congresswoman Lujan Grisham, into a, dis- a discharge petition. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Just to step back a little bit, based on what happened last week and what you yeah. are saying happened last night, I think three makes it a theme, but are, are you... Have you sensed a change? Do you feel like this is the new path forward between the relationship between the president and Democrats, or is it a one-by-one thing? I think it's a one-by-one thing. Uh, I do think that one-by-one you establish a more understanding of uh, uh, whether, in the president's case, understanding of the legislative process, and uh, on our part, what some of his priorities might be as we go forward. But there's plenty of work to be done in many areas. And well, we talk about this and we talk about infrastructure. We talk about a number of issues, trade, etc. There are plenty of areas to find common ground. Uh, this is one of them. And maybe on some other issues, we won't find common ground. Madam Mayor. Yes, ma'am. Do you trust the President of the United States and should the Dreamers trust him? Now, is that a fair question? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the, um, when we're talking about the, for, the, uh, the, the this legislation to protect the dreamers, yes, I do trust that the president is sincere in understanding that the public supports, that overwhelmingly the public supports uh, not sending these uh, young people back. Uh, the uh, president, uh, we've had a, a discussion of this quite Thoroughly, and um, uh, as Chuck and I, as uh, Leader Schumer and I said, coming out of the meeting, it was interpreted by some that we had a deal on on the bill, but that wasn't uh, on uh, the the package. That wasn't the case. We had an agreement to move forward, in our view, with the uh, Dream Act as the basis for how we protect the dreamers and for further discussions on what provisions relating to the border might be in an accompanying bill or whatever as we go forward. So I trust uh, the president in that regard. If I could just follow up briefly, too. We, we know from reporting, talking to, to your office, you're the only woman sitting at dinner. Can you just give us a sense, what was the mood like around the table? What was the most interesting moment? How did it unfold? Um, the... 
<laughs> really, the atmospherics of the dinner were very friendly. Uh, uh, we made it clear from the start that there were certain concerns that we had had about some of the president's statements relating to uh, um, the Muslim ban, Charlottesville, DACA decision, those kinds of things, and that we needed to establish some trust and confidence as we go forward. And one path to building that confidence and trust uh, would be uh, the uh, the DREAM Act, uh, DACA. The president likes to call it DACA. Uh, the, I believe that we've had enough conversation with the president with enough reiteration of his commitment to protect the DREAMers. In fact, publicly. You saw his statements today that it wouldn't be wise to send uh, uh, these young people back. Uh, so, uh, uh, yes, I think we have the votes, so it's a question. I, I have no question that if we put the bill on the floor, it would win. And for these and other reasons, I believe that the president, uh, because of conviction, but because of uh, reality, is there for the dreamers. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Another clarification. Did the word citizenship come up in in the meeting? And does the president understand that dreamers includes a path to citizenship? Uh, well, I'm not here to speak about what the president understands. Uh, but I, you know, I do believe that there is an understanding uh, that down the road there is an eventual path to citizenship in the DREAM Act and that overwhelmingly the American people support that and the poll today was 50 percent uh, and then you know 12 percent want to send them back and another somewhere in the middle but um, uh, it, it came up in the context of of um, the suggestion that there might be other bills to be considered and uh, that didn't last long. Not yet, I'm sorry. Did the president give any indication of whether he would fund the CSRs? Um, and if, if he does, what do you think that means in terms of what the Senate Health Committee is doing for stabilization and any next steps in stabilization? Uh, we put the issue of CSRs on the table uh, because it is really essential uh, to the well-being of the American people that the CRS, the CSRs, be fund that be funded. Uh, we uh, we didn't have any commitment back from the president on that, but we had an opportunity uh, to convey uh, how important it was to do that. Quite frankly, I believe it is in the president's interest to do it uh, and, and uh, to funded, and then when we have, uh, and we've had this discussion a while back, I think, on the subject, when we do finally our omnibus for the year, if we can arrive at agreement, that it would include language that clarifies that Congress has a role in doing this, which, more than some of you may want to know on the subject, which is part of the court case, the, the uncertainty in the courts. So clarifying it in the law, and that enables the president not to have to do this every month. But should he come up with his own health care uh, proposal to, uh, to have it be easier for him to do that? Yes, sir. Madam Leader, when you say down the road on the pathway to citizenship, yeah. does that mean not in this current DACA bill that you're... No, no, no. It's in the DACA bill, but the path to citizenship 
for uh, even when we talk about comprehensive immigration reform, when we're talking about people are here and not fully documented and we want them to be on the path to citizenship, they get way at the end of the line of people who've been here um, uh, fully documented. So as I say, just in terms of timing, it's a long way down the road. Uh, that's all, not, not down the road in terms of, of legislation. Yeah. Yeah, because I have to go. Yeah, we have votes. I'm sorry, we have 14. 14, is it, votes on the floor right now? Regarding tax reform, um, your speaker yesterday said that growth was the most paramount concern of his uh, when he was asked about whether it will be uh, revenue neutral. Um, is revenue neutrality and thus deficit neutrality uh, a condition in your mind for uh, House Democrats to support tax reform efforts? First of all, I would not characterize anything the Republicans are doing as tax reform. I would characterize it as same old, warm overstue, trickle-down economics, tax cuts for the wealthy uh, at the expense of the middle class and at the expense of growth. Now they're saying yesterday they're not going to give any tax breaks to the high end. What we'll see when we see in writing, that was really news uh, to me because it is basically in their DNA to give tax cuts to the high end and have trickle-down economics as opposed to what we support, which is um, middle-class economics. Better jobs, bigger paychecks, um, better future. And when the consumer, the middle-class has consumer confidence, they consume, injecting demand into the economy, creating jobs. Uh, revenue neutral is a very important uh, standard for us to have. Growth is very, uh, I tell anybody who goes to any meeting for us, put growth in the middle of the table. Growth is what is important. Growth of good paying jobs, uh, growth in our economy. And that growth means that we do so in a way that creates jobs and reduces the deficit. What the Republicans have been proposing would uh, increase the debt by $3 trillion at a minimum. We cannot go down that path. So they want to say, oh, the growth is going to pay the tab. It never has. It's only created more debt. They're trickled down. Now, let's see, not make a judgment when we see what they have. But so far, it's not about tax reform. What we want to do is engage them in a bipartisan way in uh, um, simplification, fairness, closing special interest loopholes, and uh, having proper revenue uh, to meet the needs of the American people and create, create growth in our economy. Because growth does not just come from tax cuts for the wealthy. That's what they think. It hasn't. Growth comes from the education of the American people, investments in research and development. We will have our agenda on this as part of the better deal. But yes to your question, revenue neutral is very important to us. Uh, so again, whether it's the, the, the uh, what we have coming up or certain deadlines, which was part of our discussion last night, that we have certain deadlines coming up September 30th. Many things uh, expire. We'll have to extend them. Uh, uh, by the 30th or shortly thereafter. You see a lot of activity uh, on health care. Senator um, Sanders has introduced his in the House. Our Democrats have introduced uh, Medicare for everyone over 50 to 64. All of these 
uh, to be are on the table to be considered. Universal care, that is our goal. We think the Affordable Care Act is a path to that. If they have a better idea, let's see what the numbers are and uh, how we can come together about it. Uh, but I don't want anybody to think that the Affordable Care Act is not an important path uh, to universal care. And that's why, coming back to the question, we want the cost-sharing reduction, sharing reductions to be um, uh, made permanent, and that's what we ask the president, to make them permanent, or else have language in the bill that says Congress can act and it doesn't have to just be the president, because the more... The more you have uh, the integrity of the system, the more people stay in, the more outreach you do, the bigger the pool, the bigger the pool, the healthier the population, the lower the cost to everyone, bringing us closer to universal health care for all Americans. Now we have 14 votes. So I'm going to excuse Leader, myself. Leader, the, the president just now in Florida said we are not looking at citizenship. We are not looking at amnesty. We're not looking at amnesty. We're never looking at amnesty. But citizenship, you said that it was your well, understanding. that's in the bill. That's in the bill. Well, he seems so to he be seems confused. to not understand well, you that. you know what, maybe. You know, I, I can't. The, I, I'm not here to respond to tweets. You asked me about the meeting. I'm telling you about the meeting. I'm telling you where we are on it. I think the issue of citizenship is not just about these young people, which would be justification enough, or about other undocumented uh, uh, immigrants in our country who would, and under a comprehensive immigration reform, should, in my view, be on a path, a long-term path, an earned path. This is an earned path to citizenship, whether it's work, military service, education. Uh, it's not just about them, though, as important as that is. It's about who we are as a country. Uh, we're not having two different kinds of people live here. Uh, and it's not even second-class citizenship because it isn't citizenship. It's about anyone in our country having the opportunity to earn the, the path to citizenship, and that's what the bill does. It's an earned path to citizenship. Is there a leader from the Democratic caucus support a fix that doesn't include 